0: Yo, 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 it's time to let that bad energy go. Inhale deep and retro hell slow. It's your man G Money. You can reach me at King James Time as Money on IG. And this is Never Smoke Alone. What up, cigar family? It's your man G Money. I'm bringing you the cigar tonight, right now. Honestly, it ain't nothing new. It's the Oliva G Series presidential. One of my favorite sticks. Matter of fact, I think I smoked this same cigar in the last episode, so there's really no need for a description. I'll let y'all know how much I enjoy this motherfucker on the back end anyway, but I think y'all already know the answer to that. What up, good people? It's your man, G-Money. Today, I'm in the garage with a very special guest. Y'all might remember him from the Straight Like That podcast. It's my man, Rod T. Coo-coo.
1: Man, we out here.
0: Let's do this time. All the way in the building. We're gonna jump straight into it though. I was watching one of my favorite sports shows when I was working out the other day. And um I can't remember the sports caster's name, but she asked Chris Paul, world famous CP3, right,
1: right,
0: how you feel about coming off the bench for Steph Curry? And Chris Paul looked us straight in the face and said, You coaching? <laughs> we ain't talked about that what you mean come off the bench i don't know what you're talking about now i know chris paul is coming off the bench i mean in my mind there are certain scenarios where him and and steph can start at the same time a lot of small ball lineup with draymond at the five maybe but that's just in my mind what you think about cp3 coming off the bench or do you think he's gonna come off the bench
1: I mean, the game of basketball is all about matchups, so there's no way you can start him, Steph, Clay, Draymond, uh, all at the same time. You feel me? Uh, and Steve Kerr already proved in the past he likes to do that small ball lineup. You know, he was calling it the lineup of death when he was running that small ball with uh Jordan Poole. So yeah, it's event's what they're gonna go to. Man, he he's not gonna start alongside them guys. Too many games. They might do it, but it's not going to be they rotation.
0: Yeah. I I could see it working like you know, it's just like a middle of the game switch up to where you got Steph off the ball doing like some Reggie Miller type shit right, right. where he just don't never sit still and then you got CP3 throwing, pew, 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 throwing darts and shit out that right. motherfucker.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's situational when you, when you get down to it. I mean, that's when he used a lineup before um, but what I like about it, what I like about the entire move is, you know, um, when we go back and we look at who's won championships over the last, like 10 years, you, you've had it led by LeBron James, you know, his heat teams, then, uh, the, his Cavalier team one year, then in between all of that is, uh, the Golden State Warrior teams and then the Spurs, and then now there's last year with the Nuggets, so. The Warriors are always trying to get better. The Warriors is a great organization that's always trying to win, so they're gonna figure it out. And and when they do, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. They're gonna be back.
0: Ah, uh, me personally, I don't think they're gonna be back. These niggas just got older and smaller.
1: Man, that's what we said. What they just won it uh, the year before last, bro. Nobody expected them to win it. And they they went to the finals and won that shit. They, they fit together. They got the chemistry. They got the right coach. They got the right organization, bro. Um, man, they're a dynasty, bro. There's no there's no denying that. Until it's, until it's, you know, another three or four years, yeah, if they don't win one by then, it's, it's a wrap. But right now, they got a good shot.
0: So what you're saying is in three or four years, they should be at the apex of their powers with this particular lineup as long as Draymond don't punch Chris Paul in the face.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think Chris Paul going for that shit. You know, I ain't going to say uh, Jordan Poole soft or nothing like that. But
0: He is light-skinned. Uh,
1: uh, he is light-skinned. I heard he was talking a whole lot of shit before, <laughs> before he got stolen. But uh, Chris Paul ain't going for all of that. Um, and I think Draymond, I, I think he learned a lesson in the, in the moment, so to speak, with the situation. But if it's true with the back and forth that was going on, then – you know what I'm saying. He he was just handling business, bro. You know what I'm saying. Uh, but like Draymond's already said, he is excited for it because he's looking for that um, mentorship that Chris Paul's gonna give them young guys like Klaminga uh, and put him in that small ball lineup too, running the running the four or the five out of that, bro. They they're gonna be a, a nightmare matchup.
0: All right. So there you have it. My man Rod T think the Warriors gonna be back. Me personally, I think they got older, smaller, and they're gonna be watching the finals with my ass from the crib. Let's get it, Victor Winbin Yama. I call him Winnebago. All disrespect until you prove me like you all star some shit. Your ass gonna be Winnebago. Made his debut in the summer league. I was at the Cigar Lounge in that first game. I was not impressed. He looked slow. He looked small. I—I I mean, I get it. You know, you draft a motherfucking number one based on on potential and what he can be, or at least that's what you tell everybody. But all we heard was highest ranking prospect since Jesus Shuttlesworth. And I'm just like, okay, he bought the ball out of control. He been playing professional in France, which his team ain't even winning the chip. But we got motherfuckers that's washed up like Dwight Howard, putting up 40, 20, and 12 in China. And you supposed to be the next big thing, and you can't even win the chip where you came from. But you supposed to come over here and dominate, and then they put you in the summer league game, and you looking slow. You can't drive past nobody. People bodying you. I'm, I'm not... I'm not excited, Rod. I'm not yeah. excited at all. Now that second game, he did put up like twenty seven and twelve or some shit, but
1: I think I you know, it's summer league. So uh, you know, I, I just take it back to something I, I tell my kids that play sports. You once you go to each level, it's different. So we'll just to make it easy high school to college to league it's a it's a different level each time you go so you gotta switch your game up you gotta close the gap so summer league really you still got guys that's way better than the competition yeah y'all all playing on a pro summer league but i mean you can look at it and there's dudes that's better than other cats on the court that's not going to get no run next season on the team. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be the 12th man, 13th man, not getting no run, but they're scoring 30, 40 points in the summer league. So for him, he, you know, you got to feed the masses. Hey, we drafted him number one. There's a lot of hype. He's here. Let's, let's put you in a couple games, which they did. We, we fed the the hype. And now he's going to go back and work on his game, work with his coaches, work on a system that, that he's going to play in that's going to, um, you know, benefit his strengths during the uh NBA season, but he's a rookie. He's gonna have growing pains, man. And he's got he's gotta get stronger. So yeah, he's gonna get bodied a lot in the NBA this first year.
0: I could see that. I just I just didn't like the way they they just hyped this motherfucker up like he coming. And and then he got here and you 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 playing against cats that's probably not even gonna make the squad and you can't, you can't drive past them. I mean, they build you as Kevin Durant. They build you as a 7'5 dude with guard ball handling skills. Now, they didn't really put out the fact that you're only 28% from three. Right. But they show you shooting threes in your highlights like you bought the random shits.
1: Right, right. I mean, you you got to sell it. You got to sell it. Uh, I think the comparisons to, to KD... You know, I think those are just based on because he's he's seven four, seven five, or something like that. You know, Kevin uh, is almost seven foot. He got handles. He's a sniper. But that's not gonna be when Banyana is not gonna be his game, man. Like he's far from being Kevin Durant.
0: Yeah, Kevin Durant is truly the exception.
1: Right, that dude yeah, came in the league and it was it was murdering casting, uh, you know, in Seattle. So I think that comparison is unfair. To, to buddy, like he got to go to San Antonio and fit to that system. Um, and they got some young, they got some young cores. I think, you know, out of the next three or four years, they got one of the best young cores in the league with, with other teams. Uh, who's that? Uh, Kenny the Jet. He said that he thinks dude's gonna be MVP in the next four years. There's gonna be no LeBron, gonna be no Warriors no more. So it's his lead to take. But I tell you, I tell you, motherfucker, that look real good. And I wish he hadn't got hurt last year. Is that boy off the Thunder, Chet Holman. That motherfucker can play, bro. I think he colder than Wimbayana, man.
0: I want to see him go head up. The, the skinny nigga Super Bowl. Hey,
1: he's going to put it on him, man. He's going to kill him, dog.
0: The, the, the skinny nigga Super Bowl nigga like two Ethiopians fighting. <laughs>
1: mean, we seen it, see it when they played, when Wimbayana played uh, Scoop, man. Scoop went out there and balled out. He showed out. It, it, his height, his his presence on, on the court didn't make a difference, man. Like, uh, and, and I I put it to you like this, man. We some of them foreign cats are an exception now, but when we talk about them, you know, we recently we talked about Anacumpo and uh, we talking about the Joker. You know what I'm saying? That that's different, man. Uh, that that's overseas in France, man. That's soft, man. Uh, what's the buddy he plays on the um, Timberwolves?
0: Rudy Gobert. Uh,
1: Rudy Gobert. You know what I'm saying? Besides him being tall and shit, getting in a fight with his teammate because all you're doing is blocking shots and ain't even blocking a lot because you soft. So I think they're a little bit more softer over, overseas. So he got to get ready, man, for for raw ass niggas from the hood ready yeah. to bang on you. So
0: Well, you heard my man Rod T. Wembenyana, we looking for big things from you, but if you don't make it, I won't be surprised. Now it's time for one of my favorite things to talk about in the world. Even though they ain't doing shit right now, but playing with people, money, and their careers, I still love football. Talking about the NFL. Main thing that's out there right now, Saquon Barkley. They bought the franchise tag. They ain't about to. They pretty much said, we tagging you, pimp. They got until tomorrow at 4 o'clock to make a long-term deal or the franchise tag is the best they can do. And Saquon said, I don't want to play on the motherfucking franchise tag. And it's even been out loud conversations of sitting out the entire year a la Le'Veon Bell. He don't want to do that. I like Gilbert Brown back in the day. Maybe I
1: fucked his whole career up doing that shit. Le'Veon was a
0: beast. That motherfucker sat out that year and went to the Jets, and they ran that motherfucker into a brick wall three hundred times. We ain't seen him since then. He,
1: he, he wasn't ready, man. Take a year off playing NFL football—that's a long ass time.
0: But... So here's my question: You think Saquon deserved the big money?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, this is this is his last uh opportunity to get some big money um he way more important to that team than daniel jones he really got daniel jones paid uh you know he was a driving factor for them winning and then getting into the playoffs and beating the uh vikings last year not uh daniel jones man but it's 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 football it's the nfl you know, they always play pay the quarterback, you know, because he was he was white back in the day. So we're gonna make him the top paid player. But that's where all the money goes. So they gave Daniel Jones, who's not gonna lead you to no fucking Super Bowl.
0: Nope.
1: Uh Saquon's money.
0: I I agree and I disagree, but it's from two different perspectives. From a player perspective, Saquon need to get paid. Cause like you said, this is last chance to get paid. And, I mean, I don't think he's trying to reset the market. He just want to be in the top three. But on the business side, Saquon ain't played a full season in how long?
1: I mean, you know, he, he stayed healthy last year. I, I see that point. But the running back position now for some reason. Back in the day, man, that was a shit to be a running back. Now it's hard to get paid. Everybody else is getting paid, the wide receivers are getting paid, quarterbacks always been getting paid. But you are seeing these tight ends getting money, um, these linemen that's getting money. So why can't the running backs get some money? Um, do I think he he has um you know the accolades and and stuff like Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey, who couldn't stay healthy, he's, he's probably like top two for money, him and him and the uh, king. But I mean, Saquon's up there. He's a game changer. And when you're a game changer, uh, you need to get that money.
0: I, I, I agree with that. But I I was talking to my son about this because he asked me a question he saw on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's kind of going to cross-mingle sports right quick because it was between CP3, Jason Kidd, and Steve Nash in a prime. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Saquon Barkley – kind of suffers from the same issue that that cp3 suffers from because i asked my son when he asked me that question i said what is the best ability you can have in sports and he go "Well, basketball is putting the ball in the hoop or maybe passing or maybe rebounding And football he said is catching touchdowns or running touchdowns and there's neither one of them the best ability is availability
1: that's
0: right yeah if your ass ain't there you ain't doing shit yeah and Saquon is proving that he might not be there for like eight games. Now I don't, I don't doubt Saquon is a beast. Mm-hmm. I, I would take him, and I would pay him. But honestly, like I wouldn't give him a big money contract. I would give him guaranteed money, two years guaranteed versus long term. That that guaranteed money is security. A shorter guaranteed contract whether you hurt or not, should should make him comfortable.
1: I mean, my my last argument to it is, uh, it took a while, but Ezekiel Elliott got paid. And once he got paid, my man went straight to shit. Uh-huh. But Saquon is definitely on that level, if not better. So he should get paid, man. He he drives that offense for the uh, Giants, bro. Not Daniel Longs. Oh, I definitely. didn't the receivers. I don't even know any receiver they got on
0: the fucking team. Sa- Saquon easily equals six wins. Easily, by
1: itself.
0: Yeah, without Saquon, you, it's, you win six less games than you won last year. Daniel Jones came on last year. Like, before that, people was like, we need to replace him. This motherfucker's trash. Now, all of a sudden, because he led him to the playoffs, it's Daniel Jones he coming out of his shell. Nah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and quarterbacks are, you know, There's a few things that define quarterbacks. Yeah, they have some raw talent, but it depends on the scheme that they're in, what kind of weapons they have around them, or is the defense just motherfucking good? They ain't going to keep giving you chance after chance after chance. So I like Daniel Jones, but he's not the game changer that Barkley is, bro.
0: Nah, he's not. So on that one, we pretty much both agree. Saquon's a game changer, whether it's long-term with securities or short-term guarantee or my favorite, short-term, low guarantee. And when I say low, I don't mean low like underpaid man. I'm saying short-term, like two years, 10 mil a year guarantee with performance incentives. I.e., if you not hurt and you get me 1, 1,200 yards, that's an extra couple of mil. You get me 14, 1,500, extra couple of mil. I think that would be a fair deal for both sides. That way if Bar- Barkley gets paid and if he gets hurt, the Giants say, Hey, you capped it this much, but yeah, we ain't giving I think you shit else. That, uh,
1: you know, with Odell. Odell just got like 15. But it's like different incentives that's, that goes in there that can that can bump him up, you know, to that figure. So yeah, I agree with that, bro. Give him some incentives and let him go out there and get his money. Now,
0: you know what? I'm gonna go to the bathroom right quick. We're gonna talk about Odell when I come back. Thank you for listening to the Never Smoke Alone podcast. With my dad, G Money. If this isn't the best podcast you heard, man, quill. Line, because you know it is. All
1: right,
0: so you brought up Odell Beckham Jr. towards the end of the last segment. It's it's been a topic that that many people have brought to me. Pretty much since he signed with the Ravens and since since they gave Lamar his money, so we know Lamar's in the building now. Right. Me, personally, I don't, I don't think OBJ is a number one receiver anymore. I mean, don't get it twisted. I'm just a fucking old-ass nigga who played football back in the day, and I can't do none of the shit OBJ can do. So it's not hate. I just don't think... He's the OBJ that made that catch in New York against Dallas all of them years ago. Um, I think he's a strong number two. I mean, he's obviously the number one on that team because there's there's no one else that's going to line up outside and say, I'm better than OBJ. But then, too, we got the whole Lamar Jackson factor. Like, is Lamar really that dude? Lamar make his money inside the numbers, throw into them tight ends. I mean, receivers don't go there. And damn, Antonio Brown, cousin of old Hollywood Brown, left.
1: <laughs> I mean, couldn't, he couldn't hold on to the ball, man. And he's a small guy. I, it, that it, Odell going there? I mean, one, he's gonna put some excitement out there for the fans. You're gonna put some butts in the seats. Resign and Lamar's gonna do the same thing. Um but once again, when healthy, when on the field, the dude is a game changer straight up. I mean in the Super Bowl, uh you know the Rams ended up winning, but I think it would have been a runaway if he had never got hurt.
0: He was balling. Um,
1: man, he, he was doing a stand like dude, this dude about to go off. Like but he wasn't he
0: wasn't number one though.
1: No. He wasn't Cooper Cup was, but you gotta shine on the biggest stages and he was about to do his thing. Uh but you know it did leave it up to Cooper Cup and he showed why he is a fucking beast. Um but hey, I can't hate man. These has got good agents, they got good negotiating skills to get these guys this money. But like I say, when healthy, he's worth all of it, bro. So what I'm- kind of incentives you got?
0: They, they overpaid this motherfucker. He getting 15 mil. And he got 3 mil incentives that, honestly, on that team, if, if Lamar plays up to the caliber that Lamar is capable of playing up to, easy. He'll get 250K for 30 or more catches. I can catch 30 balls. I might get my ass killed out there with shit. <laughs> I can catch 30 fucking balls. Then he get another 500K for 40 or more 750 K for 50 or more and a whole million for 60 or more. I think all of those are easily achievable
1: Easy. on that team. Yeah.
0: On, on that team where he's the number one guy. My, my only question is, is, is he going to be that dynamic presence? I mean, off season workouts are hard to judge. I mean, we don't, we don't give anybody credit for, Oh, he looks lightning fast in gym shorts with no shirt on running those routes. But at the same time, we also look at him and say, if they look sluggish or slow, he looks really, really slow. I think he's lost a step in the same offseason workouts. We never look at an off-season workout and go, he's going to be all right. We either go great from the off-season workout, which is a stretch, or we either go, he sucks from the off-season workout, which he is a stretch. And all the reports from OBJ off-season workouts is that he looks heavy, he looks slow. That ain't the OBJ we know. We know the motherfucker that catch a two-yard hitch route and take it 98 yards.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, some of it's mental. Uh, you know, coming back off the injuries, you know, you kind of weary when you get out there. But I think as far as him fitting onto the team, he's going to fit. He's going to give – Lamar, uh, another weapon out there besides Andrews. They're gonna get their running game back on on point. We're having those threats now out there. Um, and the defense is always good, yeah. So, so you know I'm a Kansas City fan, but we don't care. Um, hey, hey uh, <laughs> three out of three Super Bowls out of the last four years, we won two of them. That's all I gotta say, but uh. He, he's going to fit on that team, and He's going to get the opportunities to do his thing as long as he, he stays healthy and he's a smart player. So, when Lamar uses his legs and stuff like that, Lamar also knows now, too, I, let me look down the field for OBJ and hit him over the top. So, he's he going to be all right. As long as He don't take no no big hits or come across the middle in the turf, I can grab his knee if be straight.
0: And, and to, on the positive side of things, I think we can all just – let's get rid of this obj is a bad teammate shit like i hate it when they did that i get it my man was passionate about the game he argued when he didn't get enough balls he got into a fight with a fucking kicking net in new york okay that's all childish shit but nobody has ever come out and said obj was a bad teammate he willingly went to fucking la and took a back seat to Cooper Cup. And he said, I'm gonna do my thing where Cooper Cup not doing his thing. And they got a chip out of it. I mean, he did the same thing in Cleveland. His dad had to make a 15 minute reel of fucking Baker Mayfield missing his wide open son for people to understand that, okay, this is not his fault. OBJ is not, he's not a bad guy. He's just, he's in the spotlight because he's flamboyant. and And, and he's a quote unquote, superstar. And people automatically look at him and they want to point out the negative. I I just don't see it. I don't see him as a bad guy.
1: No, I mean he, he's he's got the talent, and mm-hmm. and and when you got the talent and you know you out there uh, trying to win games, yeah, you want the ball because you feel like if I get this motherfucker the ball, I'm taking it to the house, You mm-hmm. got a better shot at winning. And yeah, Baker Mayfield wasn't capable of consistently get him in the ball so you know he was smart enough to you know use his pops to, in the media for itself that shit was funny you know and uh he he got what he wanted he went to the rams and then went to the super bowl showed out till he got hurt and now he got a ring so fuck it is exactly.
0: that that pretty much cement his legacy he, he got the ring so yeah. now he just got a ball out a little bit more and maybe he'll go to the Hall of Fame, but that's a whole three-hour conversation from me because I'm like Deion Sanders. I consider it the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Very Good. Everybody shouldn't get to go. Right. On that note, we're going to close this motherfucker out. I want to thank my man Rod T.
1: I appreciate you for having me, bro. For
0: hopping on the mic with the Never Smoke Alone podcast. I want to thank y'all for listening to the Never Smoke Alone podcast and, you know, just kicking it with us through all our endeavors sports otherwise and especially when we get to inform y'all on some good ass cigars um like y'all heard before tonight i smoked the oliva g series presidential it's been on this show before so there's really no need for me to describe it but you can pick up a five pack of them uh for like 55.95 on cigar international because they pay me to say that and last but not least always remember As long as you got your man G money, you will never smoke alone.